and welcome to NSTA, The Bus Stop. This is the official podcast of the National School Transportation Association, and I am Kurt Mackison, Executive Director. With me today are Kristen Ward, Motor Coach Dispatcher and Sales Representative, and Valerie Zint, Sales Representative, and I guess Head Cheerleader of the Ra Ra Squad. Both of these fine ladies are from Cobus and Buses out in Wisconsin, so hey, welcome to the bus stop. Thank you for having us. Thanks. We're really excited to be here. Now, you know, it was great to engage with you guys, you know, both in Wisconsin at our annual meeting and convention that, you know, we had in in late July. But then even before that, you know, we had had some discussions with respect to, you know, other issues that have come up recently with respect to driver shortage. But I think it'd be helpful for the listeners to start with Cobus and Buses and to give us a little background about the company and, you know, who you provide service to. So Cobus and Buses has been around for, I think, 82 or 83 years. This is the original mom and pop school bus company that I think a lot of other bus companies started with a farmer picking up kids on their way in town in the morning. Uh, we transport uh, school we do school bus transportation in 22 different terminals throughout the state of Wisconsin. Big part of our uh, base is in the Fox Valley area. And then we have a pretty large presence here in southern Wisconsin and then more in uh, northwest Wisconsin. In addition to our 22 terminals that service, I think it's like 43 school districts, uh, we also have a fleet of coaches in each one of those major areas. And we transport long distance, you know, middle school trips to DC, casino trips for seniors, teams going to state tournaments, and really everything in between there. And we've been doing that for, I'm not exactly sure how long. Uh, That is, uh, Val and I are really focused on motor coach uh, when we're not focused on recruiting. So, as you recall, Cobus and Buses provided our shuttle service to the Harley-Davidson Museum while we're in Milwaukee for the annual meeting and convention. So, thank you for that. Kristen, I'm going to start with you to give, you know, you talked about your background there with Motor Coach, but to give the listeners a little broader view of your background. Oh, sure. I started here at Cobus and Buses in 2008. I had a uh, three-year-old son at the time. And I started, I think, the same way most people start driving school bus, a little reluctantly. I was worried about driving the big vehicle. I was worried about whether or not I could pass the tests. And I had some great encouragement from some of the other uh, women that were working here in the office, sort of inspiring me to come on and join the team. And for the first summer that I worked at Cobison, I brought my kid with me everywhere. We were assigned charters uh, with daycares and boys and girls clubs. So we did pretty much every field trip you could imagine in the Dane County area over that summer. And then I drove uh, full-time as a school bus and charter driver for about two years. And then I slowly moved into the office, sort of starting out with helping out with big events. We used to do a a big shuttle for Badger Game Day. That eventually became uh, my thing and then uh, moved into the motor coach dispatch. 
and then most recently I have been working as a recruiter since October of last year. And that was primarily because everything was so slow from COVID that we, we, and we knew that coming into, you know, once, once we got out of COVID, we were going to be looking at a driver shortage. And so we were trying to be real proactive with starting to uh, get out into the community and start spreading the word about what a great job it can be. Yeah. And you guys are doing it fantastic in getting the word out. Now, Valerie, I, I think I remember too, you have background in driving a school bus as well and kind of started similar fashion as Kristen did. Yeah, I did. I started out as a as a charter driver um, back in 2006 and I had just moved to Wisconsin. I was looking for anything right now to to start getting some income. I swung by one of the one of the terminals down in Broadhead and uh, they started me off right away. I was doing a lot of trips, and then I started coming up to Sun Prairie on a daily basis to help cover routes, and that's when Kristen approached me about working with her in the motor coach department, and it just kind of took off from there. We we make a pretty good team. We, we work together to, to reach out to people about getting more local work for, for motor coach, and then... Like she mentioned, in October, we started going out, and that's when rah-rah began. We uh, we sort of just started going and talking to people, and and then it became like a, a recruiting effort to just try to get as many smaller cities around Sun Prairie to notice us and to know that school bus driving is something that they don't necessarily need to come down to our terminal to, to do it, but just as a community service, really. Yeah, and, and, you know, you guys did a great job at our annual meeting convention with the panel. And I think in, in a lot of cases, you know, we just start doing things. And we fill a void. And I think Kristen touched upon this with respect to the recruitment part. Hey, things were slow. Uh, with respect to, to the COVID pandemic, but we know we're going to have a driver shortage. So, you know, we, we fill a void. In terms of the panel, sometimes I feel like I, you know, when I'm speaking to groups, I often do things, but I'm not necessarily thinking about all the ins and outs of that and then articula- articulating it, you know, to a broader group. Did you guys, you know, feel the same way? It was like, hey, I just do this on a day-to-day basis and now I have to explain it to people. Yeah, I think that uh, both of us had some trepidation about speaking at that panel because we really do feel like what we do is is fairly simple, you know, like go, like telling people to go out and talk to people and share your information with them and share your stories with them seems like a pretty simple concept. So I was feeling personally at the time like man, maybe these people don't really want to be hearing this from us. Maybe like they'd like to be hearing something a little bit more high level. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, you know, I always say that in a lot of cases, things are simple, but they're not easy. And I think that may apply in, you know, in this case, there are simple measures that could be taken, but all put together, it becomes more of a plan, if that makes sense to you guys. Oh, oh, right, definitely. And, And this summer, we've been working with the other terminals in our region to help them get their rah-rah team set up. And what we're learning is that it's a little bit of a struggle because it really does take special people 
who uh, are able to feel passionate about it and who are able to share that passion with people when they're out and about and talking to people. It's, it's really a situation where you have to find somebody that is not only willing to, to do the work, but to really, you know, walk the walk and talk the talk. Yeah. And Christine, you mentioned the rah-rah team. I'm going to pass this one to Valerie to talk about that concept a little bit. And it's probably something that just, you know, began to happen, occurred, but then it became more formalized, you know, down the line as, as we're looking to put together um, pieces for recruitment and retention. Is that how it happened? Yeah, correct. So Kristen and I, we didn't really know how to begin all this. We just kind of started going and trying to get the word out. And then we, as months went by, we said, okay, so these things are working. These are not. This is what we need to set up at our other terminals so that they have a successful recruitment effort that because we knew at one point that motor code was going to pick up again and that we were going to have to back off of the recruiting and sort of give it to to the, its, its own terminal as their task. So so as, as that went on, we realized each terminal needed a lead recruiter, someone that we would go up to them and tell them, hey, we have open house flyers, we need you to get these out. And that, that person doesn't necessarily have to do all the work. They will call around to the other drivers and see, hey, who wants to help me? put out flyers or who wants to help me put a booth at uh, the next event here in town or, you know, and then these people, these drivers that are looking for hours or that, that already participate in community events. Now they're getting paid to do it and talk about school bus driving. So this lead recruiter is really important to have one at, at each terminal, just because then we as office staff don't have to, do much more work than what we're already doing. You know, we're doing so much down here. So it's more of a driver effort. And then that driver team, I'll call them, has a material bag with notepad, thumbtacks, tape, flyers, anything that they could need while they're on the road. And they, another thing I have here is to keep track of where you went, if they said no, so that, you know, we're not going back to the same places and asking them, can we put a flyer? And they're like, ah, oh, this is the third time we told these guys no. <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and kind of see what works, what doesn't in that area. There's some places where they let us park buses with a banner on it, and there's some places that don't. So if we can keep keep that up, just, just keep record of it, really. The other thing, I just, but it's important to have a, a group of of people that are willing to go out and do these things so that it's less stressful for the management team. And and they have to have the right mindset to, to do these kind of things. They don't want, you don't want to have the face of the company to be, you know, somebody who's not enthusiastic. Yeah. And, you know, these, these people usually are the ones that, that agree to do it are already people that are involved in certain things in their communities so even just asking around and seeing, you might be surprised who who wants to do it or who doesn't. But just be sure to to know who those people are and reach out to them. So Valerie talked about basically, you know, some things are trial and error. And, I, and I'm sure that uh, you tried some things they worked and tried other things that were probably a little less effective. Can you guys talk about what things might have been effective for you over the past, you know, eight or nine months? 
Right. Yeah. I think that hands down, the most effective thing is going out, talking to people, telling them your story about how you become a bus driver and really making it seem like it's, it is the fun job that, that we are trying to portray. It is an amazing job. When, if you, if you talk to anybody who is a school bus driver, they're all happy with it. They might not all be happy with the kids or the circumstances or the routes, but in general, once you get somebody in the door to be a school bus driver and they've made it through the process of getting that CDL, they, they don't leave, you know, they might leave us, but they're going to go drive bus someplace else. And I think that's the, the one thing that we can keep talking to people about or the most effective method is just making that personal connection with people and, and trying to, you know, infect them with our excitement for, for what we do. Kristen, you're, earlier you pointed out initially when you drove a bus, you were able to, you know, to bring your child on board with you. That was a big attraction in terms of coming into the industry my thought process in engaging with media folks is to let them know that bus driving, especially school bus driving is not for everyone, but we do have some attributes, you know, that go along with the position that may be attractive, may be very attractive to some individuals out there. Do you all target, you know, your campaigns to a specific demographic or are you casting a really wide net and just trying to get anyone interested in driving a bus? I feel like since October, Val and I have become actually pretty good at looking at any demographic out there and thinking up a good reason for them to drive. Small business owner, it's a great way to to give yourself a steady source of income while you're getting a business up and running. We ran into a lot of people like that in these small towns that were starting small sort of dream businesses, you know, that they that's what they did with their COVID time. And, you know, I think there were a lot of people that we talked to that that was an interesting uh, attribute for. Um, I also think that one of the things that we like to really push with people is that it's a very independent job for people who don't aren't interested in going into the same place and doing exactly the same thing every day. This is one of those jobs that is going to get you the ability to, to move around and to, you know, see the seasons change and, you know, experience, you know, just the world in general and and sort of have an adventure every day, I think that does appeal to a lot of people. And I think that you can kind of, you can sell to just about anybody out there who doesn't want to have a job that's not boring and allows you to like get out and experience the world every day. Yeah, that's great. So, you know, basically you guys are out there recruiting. Now you find someone who's interested how do you explain to them the onboarding process, especially for folks who may not have a uh, CDL already? Right. We we do have some uh, documents. We have a two-page document, actually, that, that sort of gives the step-by-step process on how you go through to get your license. What I try to do, because it is, it, it is a, you know, a multiple-step process that has a lot of sort of ifs and buts in it, what I try to do is I try and condense it as much as possible and and try to make it not, I'm trying to think of the word, but not something that people are, it's going to scare them off, you know, something that's a yeah, it's not going to overwhelm them. Right. Yep. That was the word I was looking for. And, you know, I think 
the the best thing that we that we can do for people like that is we let them know that we are here for them every step of the way. You know, if there's one thing that a bus company has is it has a lot of people who are well-trained and well aware of what you need to do to get to be a, a CDL licensed school bus driver, which means we have all of these resources right with us. If somebody wants help to study for the written test, we can pair them up with a, an existing driver. It doesn't even have to be a trainer because we've all been through it. I, th I think being able to provide them with, with a constant like touch point, um, how are you doing this week? Uh, we actually have uh, what we call the sparkle binder here in the office. It is actually a sparkle binder. And what we do is <laughs> once a week, we go through and we call every single person that has shown any interest in working here. And that starts at anybody who has submitted an application or through Facebook or through Paycom. That's like where you fill out applications for us all the way up to the people who are studying or who have started taking the written tests. And we, we just call them once a week and we say, hey, we're still here. What can we do to help? We always make sure that they have uh, cell phone numbers. As you know, lots of people prefer texting over phone calling. So being able to give out our cell phone numbers so that they can text us has really been, I think, a, a way that we're winning the game a little bit because we're making it super easy for people to stay caught up with us. And then that whole touch point all the time, it keeps them going. We, in March, I think, of 2020, we had a guy who came in here, applied for a job, and we kept calling him. We never gave up on him. And he became a driver in like... It was like a year and a half later, he finally became a, a driver for us. Uh, but now he's here and he's not going anywhere. It was, but we had to be really tenacious with them and, and just let him know that we really wanted him on our team. It, that's such a fascinating story, Chris. There, I mean, out the, the tenacity, was there anything else that you think might have pushed him, you know, over the edge in terms of becoming a bus driver? Um, I, you know, I don't know. I think that he was, he was a little bit like us. He's a, he's a volunteer firefighter. So he's got weird shit. He's got weird hours, which made uh, school bus driving a good fit because, you know, we push that we're flexible, that you don't necessarily have to work all week to work for us. We have taken all kinds of different people in as a uh, part-time job people. And so I think that thing is really what pushed him that, that, he knew that this was something he could do with something that, you know, he was really passionate about the firefighting. And then he's also got kids here in the school district. And, and that was another part of it. But I really think that it came down to the fact that we didn't give up on him, that, that we almost like loved him into wanting to come and work with us. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, for Valerie, just a, a, a thought on, you know, in, in terms of putting together, you know, the rah-rah team. And I think that's great. That's something that, you know, you can all, you know, you and Kristen can manage, but then you get other folks in the company involved in the recruiting and retention process. Uh, what, you know, what are some keys to getting people off the sidelines? And these are folks who are in the company off the sidelines and, and having them be part of your overall recruitment team. So we asked each of the managers in our region, there's five terminals in our region, 
and we ask them to to give us two names of drivers that they think could be part of the rah-rah squad and we met with them last week to kind of go over like okay let's go over there and meet them and see if they would be a good fit for for this position and I think I think for the most part they were all really well selected I mean these managers we might not work at all the terminals in our region so we wanted to see okay the managers know them best send us these people and we will meet with them and sort of start them on the right path and then from there it's up to them to keep up with their community events and just just you know from there it's it's up to them yeah and i just i just wanted to add i'm I'm sorry i just wanted to add something onto that one of the things that i think really uh, brings people up is leading by example on this everywhere i go no matter who i'm with i am recruiting I have recruited in hot tubs at hotels on weekends away when there's like a group of people that come and get in. I have recruited, you know, Uber drivers. And I, and, and what I've noticed is that the people who hang out with me, even people who don't work at the school bus company are now also recruiting for us. And I think that leading by example thing is really working. You wouldn't believe how many people I know that are now recruiting that, you know, don't even really realize it. They just think that it's kind of a lark that I'm doing it all the time. And they're like, look, now I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's no, that's great insight, Kristen. Time's running a bit short, but there's one area that I want to cover, you know, before we go, and that's the area of media. And I don't think we talked about it too much in Milwaukee, but I know that you guys did a great piece with a local television station about getting behind the bus and, you know, what that looks like and and try to attract, you know, folks to the industry, then are there other pieces, media pieces that you all are doing um, and have they proven helpful to you? So um, that piece that we did, we did two of them. We did Channel 3 and Channel 15. And, you know, all of us watch Channel 3, I think, here in the office. And I don't know who it was that brought up, hey, there's like a segment that so Kristen saw hey this morning I was watching the news and there's this guy he's super enthusiastic he like goes to like a coffee shop fire department like he does all kinds of different things in the community and so she emailed him saying do you want to come and talk about school bus driving you know just out of like we were trying anything and he was like oh my gosh it was my childhood dream to be a school bus driver so he really made the piece because he was so excited about it and what one of our, our our training techniques that we use here is to like a recruiting, I guess, is to say come in and test a uh, school bus so that they get over that fear of oh it's such a large vehicle I don't think I could ever do it like come on down to our parking lot and see how easy it is just to you know get behind that wheel and so he did that and they they recorded that on on the news and it was really neat to to have that on there he we did a piece with him and then channel 15 was more about like the what we're talking about today the the shortage that's going on not just in the state of wisconsin but nationally and so yeah it's just getting the information out there even if you're not out recruiting to just keep informing people about it you never know who you're going to talk to that is going to spread the word for you or Hang on here. Sorry, Kristen has a thought here. 
Oh, I, I just wanted to point out uh, uh, one of the other media things that uh, uh, we did was that Val and I were at uh, a Strawberry Fest, which is a local, you know, annual event here in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. And the public news, uh, the, like the local news station was was there uh, interviewing people and right. whatnot. And she just went up to them and said, hey, do you guys want to talk about school bus driving for a while? And they did. They interviewed her right there live from the Strawberry Fest. And then they also right. invited us back. And we sent one of our uh, retired guy drivers to, to go and interview with them. But I, I think to answer the question about if there's other stuff that we're doing, we're always looking for other options. We try to talk to anybody who's out there in media to see if they want to, you know, talk about us or feature us or, or, or whatever. Uh, we haven't had a huge amount of success with like free press uh, since that, but we're always right. looking for new opportunities. Yeah. So that was like the local access channel was just at yep. the strawberry fest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's looking for any opportunity out there, which is, which is great. Hey, time is running short, but you know, I, I think we'll have you guys back uh, as the dust settles and we'll see, you know, uh, from wh- where we are now to, you know, a couple months down the road, you know, how things ended up once again at NSTA, the bus stop, Kristen Ward, Valerie Zintz. Uh, these ladies work for Copus and buses out in Wisconsin. So, Kristen and Val, thanks so much for joining us at the bus stop, and good luck to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Rah, rah, rah.